one. All right, guys, welcome back to the student cast. Andrew, thank you for coming back on. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's it's nice to always catch up with an old friend, essentially. Um, yeah, man, it's good. It's been a while since we last spoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, so might as well kick off with what, what you've been up to since since last time, essentially. Lock, lockdown, I think two and three happened in between. So yeah, yeah. Um, the last time you spoke to me, I was living with my well, she's she's now my ex, but um, I was living with her down in Bournemouth. Um, can't remember exactly when that was, but I um I moved back to East London with my dad. Um, I think that was start of December last year. So um, yeah, been back for a while now and um, just just coping, you know, day by day, trying to trying to stay busy, trying to do what I can to not be bored at home but yeah man just just waiting like I said earlier just waiting for Boris to um to let us back out again so that I can get back to me get back to focusing on what I need to focus on you know yeah I remember you're you're uh, you were doing the like online training how's how's that been going? Mm. yeah it's still it's still going uh there's been a few changes uh that have happened since last time like obviously I've, I've changed the name um change slightly how i deliver everything and and what the exact product is but yeah that's still going relatively strong in fact i'm actually pursuing a uh, um an investment with a particular business mentor as we speak it's it's currently out of my budget but i'm working towards it which is why i need to get back to to working to have a consistent source of income so i can start making bigger moves you know mm, yeah yeah money, but yeah that's still going strong money makes money as always exactly money yeah. makes money yeah i mean what have you been doing to essentially obviously your your key thing is fitness i mean what have you been doing to keep fit uh in the meantime because obviously gyms mm. closed around november time if uh if i yeah. if i remember correctly so what have you been up to uh yeah so i've got a pair of dumbbells at home they only they're adjustable but if i'm keeping them equal weight it goes up to 10 kg uh, so I have a pair of those. I have a 20 kg kettlebell and a few resistance bands here and there. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I have my martial arts, so I can I can always do like shadow boxing and stuff like that. Um, but I, I haven't been doing it um, recently just because things have been busy. But I used to do like, you know, 10, 20 minute circuits worth of dumbbells, focusing on um, just just moving the muscles, keeping them primed, making sure I'm not losing muscle mass. Um, I found, at least for me, it's very difficult to to gain muscle uh, with just the equipment I have right now because there's no real progressive overload. But um, I do that to try and stay healthy. I go for a walk every day. Every now and then I'll throw in a run. Obviously, like I said, I shadow box. And to be honest, the majority of what I've been doing to focus on my health and fitness has been more focused on uh, the nutritional side of things and actually learning how to cook for myself because I yeah. haven't had to do that for a very long time. Yeah. But um yeah, that, that's pretty much been it, man. It's just at the moment, it's just been finding my groove, finding do, doing the stuff that I enjoy, eating mm. the foods that I like to eat. And then, you know, once I've made the change a habit and I'm actually used to it, then it's all about implementing the next change, the next thing that's going to help me progress and, and, and push me, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. I mean, it's a. Uh, it, I'm guessing the last time you essentially cooked for yourself was probably when you were at uni on campus. Is. yeah yeah because because that, that was a thing like i me, me and my partner were together for the better part of five and a half years starting with my year my first year at uni mm. um and we didn't see each other often so yeah i would i would cook but it wasn't until like my placement year which was my third year yeah uh, that i i moved in with her and pretty much ever since that year onwards um she was always the chef i mean obviously yeah we'd, we'd like order takeout and stuff like that and every now and then i'd put something together but it wasn't really what you would call cooking you know it was yeah it was, it was just anything slap, that i could do slap shit together call it a meal mm-hmm. that's pretty I much mean, yeah but everyone, everyone has to has to do that especially at uni you know most people mm-hmm. come come to uni don't know how to cook like a, a real meal let's put it honestly people put pasta and something it'll be pasta mm-hmm. and and cheese but it's always funny because <laughs> seeing because I, I like cooking right I've always been interested in cooking especially when I was younger my mom taught me how to cook some basic stuff when I was like six seven and and I started cooking so when I came to to, to campus and seeing how few people knew to to cook it was really weird because I assumed yeah. you know it's 
it's a basic life skill you know you eat food every day why not get good at cooking it you know yeah it's... yeah and that's 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 the mindset i've had to adopt recently because it's it's not necessarily that you have an enabler but if there's always someone there to cook for you like a, a partner or a parent or something like that then you know unless they are teaching you how to do that as well you never have the desire to do so because the food just comes yeah so yeah being being not necessarily on my own because like i said i'm with my dad but like i actually want to make my own foods for me i want to learn how to cook i want to have that skill so yeah it's 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 self-taught i've, I've cut myself a few times chopping vegetables but <laughs> we're, we're getting we're getting better and um I'm, i can happily say that i can make a few meals now um that are healthy by at least my standard and still taste good so considering i haven't burnt the house down i'm going to i'm going to take that as a dub yeah definitely i mean yeah. haven't set a fire alarm off either i'm hoping so that's that's yeah, no, not at all yeah that's a win that's better that's better than most people let's put it that way that's, yeah that's already a step in the right direction what are you eating now um because um, you're obviously trying to like everyone we're trying to i'm trying to eat healthy as well got into a pattern of like busy work and then you just kind of lose time and cooking is you know the the last thing you remember to do i mean what, yeah. what are you eating what are you eating right now because i'm always interested yeah so um i've done a few uh, videos on my instagram if you want to check those out but i have the same thing for breakfast pretty much every day unless of course i'm lacking some of the ingredients so um for breakfast i'll have um typically just oats porridge oats with almond milk um, I'll sprinkle some cinnamon in um, and a couple teaspoons of chia seeds and usually I have anywhere from like 15 to 20 grams of peanut butter and I'm, I put that on the hob, heat it up and mix it together and then when that's all done and it's at the consistency I like it, um, I'll top it off with some blueberries, raspberries and bananas. So for me the idea behind that style of breakfast is I want slow releasing carbohydrates just to keep me full and have energy throughout the day. I want some fiber to make sure my digestive system is working properly and I'm, I'm keeping the pipes clean, basically. Uh, a little bit of protein from the chia seeds, some tag-along proteins in the oats, as well as the peanut butter, and then micronutrients in the, the berries and the fruit and stuff like that. So that's, like I said, that's, that's the main breakfast I have pretty much every day, unless, of course, I don't have some ingredients, in which case I'll switch it up a little bit, mainly with the fruit and like the, the seeds and stuff like that. But um, that's pretty much it. From that point forward, it, what I eat will depend on how active I am throughout the day. But I've taken the approach of looking at health from the point of view that, well, we're human beings designed to survive and thrive on this planet. And the planet itself gives us the food we need to do that. So um, put very, very simply, I'm looking more at whole foods and, and foods that have been very, very minimally processed. So like if you read the packaging on, on, a, on a food item and it's got like seven different ingredients, then obviously that's been like super heavily processed. Whereas if you just get something like chicken or rice or oats or broccoli, it's, it's just that food item. Um, so, so using the whole food um, principle as, as my starting point, then it's just about mixing and matching and putting things together to create meals that support what it is I'm going to do for the day. So I have the typical uh, chicken, rice and broccoli because obviously being in the health and fitness space, that is that is one of the go-to meals but I spice it up you know different seasonings um sometimes I add garlic sometimes I add red onions um a little bit of soy sauce just for for, for flavoring um I do a scrambled egg salad every now and then usually that's with spinach bell peppers mushroom um and I use anywhere from three to four scrambled eggs um I have uh fish every now and then um I don't I don't have too much variety and right now for me that is that is what I need because I'm trying to build consistency. And if there's too much variety, then that will never happen. Yeah. Um, my main focus has been, like I said, eating these whole foods, but cooking them and, and putting them together in a way that is not only tasty, but healthy and meets the goals that I'm trying to achieve for myself. So mm. that's what it's been. I'm, I'm willing to step outside of my comfort zone and experiment with like different food items. Like I haven't had red meat in a very, very long time. So I think I might try and implement more of that. Yeah. Um, just to see if I can, you know, make it in a healthy way and learn how to cook that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, but for now, um, that's that's pretty much what I eat on a daily basis. There's there's the, the oats that I mentioned before, chicken, fish, eggs, rice, and then just mixed veg and an abundance of fruit. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it. it's a balanced diet. Uh, I mean, mm. red meat's always like the one where it's it's kind of hard because who doesn't like like a, a thick steak obviously yeah 
it's it's pleasure but i mean um i don't eat that much red meat i go through like you know phases i'm like oh i'm just really into like having uh beef for a while but Mm. more time it's like nine times out of ten it's 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 chicken breast that i mean like that's mm. that's the staple if if there's anything that i buy in bulk it's like the ten, the two what was it two or three kilos of chicken breast and i just portion them off freeze freeze half of like the ones i don't need keep the ones i need and then mm. cook with that but i think you should um if you're looking to experiment right the good way to add some some stuff to for flavor is uh your fermented foods so if it's not even just fermented, fermented, pickled, all that kind of stuff is like, mm. like pickles are great, like pre-workout, loads of sodium, loads mm. of nutrients. Kimchi as well is a really good one for your digestive system. A lot of enzymes. Yeah. In there. Like that, sh- that shit's really good. Like you can always just throw it in like on the side. Like uh, if you're eating just plain r- like rice and some vegetables, it gives a little mm. bit. So if it's not a lot of calories, it's, it's good food um but you can have it a little bit more it gives you a different like texture as well that's um that i'd recommend it's just a bit hard to get sometimes you have to go to like asian supermarket to get like a, mm. to get kimchi mm. but... yeah no i hear that i hear that i mean um the fermented foods I, I, it's always hit and miss with me like um i can i can stomach kefir um yeah. you know like the the, the yep, yep. yeah you know what i'm talking about um, I can stomach it, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be my go-to thing. Mm. So I'm always a little bit like hesitant when it comes to yeah. foods, but I, I obviously I understand the, the severe importance of them in terms of like gut health and like probiotics mm. and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, you're right. I do need to incorporate more of those, but literally honestly, the, like the last several months or so, it's literally just been, can I put a meal together? Let's start somewhere and then yeah. get meals in and then we'll experiment with the meals. Like, mm, mm. that's 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 the that's really the goal um and yeah. i get it um like fermented foods they always have like a stigma to them because people ha- as soon as you say like this is fermented people look at you mm. like you're a weirdo like you're eating it like mm. like obviously because uh serbian food we have we have quite a lot of like like traditionally we eat a lot of like pickled foods and, and fermented foods simply because culturally you'd you'd grow your own food in your garden you'd have your pigs you'd have your you'd eat mm. off the land you'd have your vegetables that you grow in your garden and obviously through summer that that can only last so long and I'll, and it can't last you all through winter because you can't keep crops alive in the snow so essentially mm. to preserve food you'd either pickle it or you'd ferment it so it can sit mm. in, in jars and stuff and my nan still does it and basically everyone still does it there so eating that kind of food like growing up is pretty normal to me and then when yeah. i never even knew it was fermented for a while i just thought it was like oh this is just you know this is the food and then yeah. uh, I, f- I found out i was like what oh not everyone eats sauerkraut like that's a weird <laughs> thing to eat <laughs> like i put that in like sandwiches and stuff and people are like oh that's nasty and i get it like it doesn't smell the best like when you open yeah. that when you open that jar you everyone knows what you're eating it's not <laughs> you can't hide what you're eating but it's good like yeah. like i'm getting more into it and i think a lot of people need to like shy their stigma away from fermented foods and actually try it because a lot of it can be really good yeah and that, that doesn't that doesn't just go for foods in general i find especially nowadays like a lot of people formulate an opinion on something before they've even given it a try mm. um so like i said it doesn't just apply to foods but like i'm i'm learning and it is it is a skill that i'm learning to to implement in my life so but i'm learning to to be a little bit more open-minded about things that i previously w- once wasn't um just to see you know I, I still don't get me wrong there are still times where my previous opinions stand true and it's like yeah no i was definitely right to, to question that in yeah. the first place but um yeah like if i if i never um you know backtracked and, and looked at things in a different perspective then I, I probably wouldn't have ended up having to learn how to cook for myself like I have now so I'm looking at it more from the perspective of could this benefit me could could this uh, if we're just talking about food could this particular food group or could this particular food item benefit me or uh, assist me in what it is I'm trying to do and like I said at the moment that's orientated around like health and fitness and just overall, mm. you know, longevity and performance. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, so I'm open to it, you know, sauerkraut, all that sort of stuff. I'm open to it, but 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to stomach it just yet because I haven't, I haven't actually been exposed to it in the same yeah. way you have, you know, I didn't grow up on it. Mm. So yeah, man, it's, um, it's, it's something I'll consider just not right now. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But if you could even considering it, like people like, Oh, someone saying they're willing to try something is already like better than them. Just say, nah, straight away. It's like, okay, at least you're, you're willing to give it a go. If, if it's yeah. like, if it was made certain way, if it, you try it differently, because you know, with foods, it's like someone cooks it one way, you're like, you might like mm. it. Someone cooks it another way. It's like me with mayonnaise, right? I mm. like I like mayonnaise with like other stuff, right? But I, mm. I, I hate mayonnaise just as a thing. Like I couldn't dip chips like in on it. its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I hear that. It's so weird. I'm like, I like mayonnaise. I'll put it in like ev- like burgers and sauces. Obviously, I'm not using. Uh, whole fat mayonnaise i'm using the light stuff because i'm not an idiot but um the, it's just i'm not gonna eat chips and it and it, there's no reason why like it doesn't make any sense yeah. but i don't know I, feel, I think a lot of people just need to keep trying new shit there's there's so much like good food around mm. um, different food that people don't know like if you don't tell someone something they're probably gonna like it more than if you tell them beforehand what it is Mm. yeah i remember there was one i don't it wasn't with me but my dad was telling me a story he was like oh, i'm never gonna have sushi i'm never gonna do this i'm never gonna do that and then when he was traveling someone said here try this didn't know what it was but it didn't look like it was particularly um like dangerous or unappetizing it was just, it was just like a platter and he's, he's munching on this thing saying oh yeah this tastes really good what is it and it's sushi and he's like what <laughs> so you know a situation like that happened all the time where it's like you you have a stigma towards it and you have a a, a a pre um yeah prejudice against it without actually knowing what it's going to be like and like you said if someone makes it a certain way and you don't know and then you actually end up eating it it's like oh wow maybe it's not so bad so yeah um I, i'm very very well aware of that fact so that's why i'm open to trying certain foods or different techniques of cooking and stuff like that yeah but um i know my boundaries like for example i'm i'm not touching um Oh, what's the, what's the, what's it called? Marmite. I'm not touching Marmite. Oh yeah. That's, that, yeah. That's not for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows a couple of things that they really don't like. For me, it's, um, it's olives. Like, yeah. I, like I never knew I could dislike a food that bad until <laughs> it's not even, if, it's not even just the taste. Right. Um, I'm someone who, who has like, I'd call it like a, a, a thick stomach. So I can't get okay. put a put off food in almost any way yeah. like you could put anything in front of me you know when people get put off food because you start talking about something or or any yeah. I'm, I'm i'm someone who can happily eat my food no matter what's going on but i remember mm. my mom just out of nowhere because we have dinner and she, and she was like oh i've got some olives and i'm just gonna put it on like a side plate if someone wants it and she just put it next to me and and i just smelt it and i've never this is the first time in my life i just stopped eating my food and i couldn't finish i couldn't finish it wow. because because that was the smell got me and i was like mom don't ever do that to me again like (laughs) you can't can't." i was enjoying this food and i had to stop and be like no i don't want to eat anymore this is this is foul and i I was like i didn't even know i disliked all of that bad i knew i didn't like them um but it's like see because because that's the thing they say olives are like an acquired taste so it's like prolonged exposure and, and eventually you'll you'll learn to like it yeah I, I mean so the fact so the fact that you're saying that's never going to happen i don't i don't necessarily find that strange it's just like it's 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 not what most people would say you know because for me i i still don't like olives but i reckon i could learn to like them given the opportunity it's just mm. right now i don't i don't feel the need to do it so yeah so to hear so to hear you say that that just the smell alone is enough to stop you eating that's 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 yeah that's a bit of a weird one for me it's like oh okay that's not most not many people are like that no and i'm not like i've never been like that it was, yeah. it, it, yeah. i was surprised with myself i was like oh this isn't this is unlike me i'm not, i don't do <laughs> this but um it's, i was like okay i guess i really don't like that like if i can't yeah. just sit next to it and eat food then i i highly doubt i'm gonna sit and enjoy it yeah, but, enjoy the taste yeah yeah it's not it's not for me but it's i'm always willing to try everything like I, I always say to myself, no matter what I think of the food, like I'm gonna give it a go. Like I'm always like, because mm. you never know. I've I've had too many expo- uh, experiences where I'm like 
fuck it. I, I know I, in my head, I'm like, I know I, I think I don't like this, right? And I'm like, fuck it. Let me just try it. I'm just going to firm it. I'm not going to look like a pussy. I'm going to just eat it. And I'm like, and I'm just, oh shit, actually, this tastes really good. And yeah. that, that has happened too many times where I'm, now I'm just like, okay, I have to try everything at least once and then make a decision mm. on it because it's only fair. That's, yeah. It's, and I think, and more people need to adopt the same mentality. It's like, it's, it's just food, mm. it won't kill you. Let's put yeah. it that way. Well, you say that. You ever had food poisoning? <laughs> oh, here, look. I had that actually reminds me. I had the worst food poisoning of my life like a mm. month ago. I've I've had food poisoning like before, but this was serious. I was I was in pain like yeah for the whole day and it was shocking. It just my back felt like someone stamped on it. Um and it, I just Your had to back. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So I might I might have told it this story on the podcast before, but anyway, I'll tell you again. So yeah. I was I made breakfast, but I, I was in a bit of a rush because I had a morning lecture that I had to get to you on uh, online. So I was like, I was cooking, and I made like uh, every day I have like chicken sausages in the morning, mm. um, and I was cooking them and nothing special. And then I always like fillet the sausage in half so it like cooks okay. through 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 the center. This time I was like, yeah. fuck it, I can't be asked. But I but I cut it and I looked at the center of one and I, and I looked at it. I was like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> this, this looks 50 50. And I was like, I, I, I was like, I'm really hungry. I have to get I was like, I, I don't have time for this. And I just put it on, made my food and I ate it. And I was like, OK, cool. A lecture finished. It was like two hours and I was like oh, I'm not feeling the best today it's just like I'm a little bit off and I was like all right I'll just carry on and keep going and then like another two hours go by and I'm, I'm like oh, I really don't feel well and then I was like my back my lower back is like starting to hurt and I was like oh, let me just lay down on the sofa for a little while and then another two hours from there and I, I felt like I was dying like I was in so much pain like my whole back hurt like my arms were in pain I felt so sick. I was, I was wreck. And I was, well, and your I'm, body sending you all the warning signals. It's yeah. Like, Yo, this ain't just your stomach, big man. This is no. a problem. Yeah. This, <laughs> this was a real problem. And then I was like, oh, this is so awful. And, um, <laughs> and I don't take, like, I'm someone who avoids painkillers uh, as much yeah. as possible. Like, I'll only take them when I'm like, I can't bear the pain. And I had to take, mm. take some at that point. And I was like, this is fucking awful. And uh, Emily came back, uh, came later that day. She was like, I told her, and she was like, okay, let me come and see you. And uh, and I, the way I was laying on my bed just looked, I was like, this is the only way that's comfortable. But I looked mm. like a mess. I looked mm. awful. I've never had food poisoning like that in my life. And I was like, and the next day I was basically like 90% fine. It just, you know, a little bit of, uh, like tail end of it and then day after that I was absolutely fine and I was like okay that's clearly food poisoning it's not anything mm. else I know so it was a weird it was a very weird day <laughs> fucking yeah awful. I've never heard of I've never heard of um, food poisoning giving someone back pain bro that's 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 something else but um but yeah it's just I, I just found it funny it's like yeah it can't it can't kill you and I'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it might yeah but no man yeah that's that's um that's a hell of a story <laughs> that's a hell of a story apparently it was uh like emily she, she's always good at fucking deciphering what everyone's like illness is she she's found that she's i think she said it was probably salmonella so i was like well that's great isn't it like that's yeah, yeah. exactly what i yeah. wanted with my meal <laughs> the side of salmonella in it why not yeah why not man? i mean I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about UFC. Hope I'm hoping that you've been keeping up very generally. Um, uh, in general, yeah, I don't, I'm not I'm not a hardcore fan. I'm not uh, like I don't watch every single event. No, that, I know about the fine. event that's happening. Uh, is it tomorrow? It is tomorrow? Tomorrow evening. Yeah, tomorrow um, it's um, Francis Ngannou and Stipe. Am I right yeah, Stipe. Yeah, what, the rematch. What, what What do you think? What do you think is going to happen there? I yeah, you know what? Yeah. I don't see Nganu, um being able to go the distance, and I think I don't care how hard he hits. I think Stipe will firm it, and and eventually Stipe will get the win. I just don't see Stipe losing. I mean, yes, he lost to Daniel Cormier, but then he beat him twice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he he's shown that it's it's not 
maybe maybe Daniel got the better of better of him that night, but ever since then he's been on point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't really see Ngannou getting a win if he pulls it off, though. I mean, wow. wow. It, yeah. That that'd be insane. There's there's no way if if Francis wins, it will only be in dramatic fashion. Like Francis yeah. won't submit him. Francis will put him to sleep. Like yeah. That, put him to sleep for sure. I, I don't think I think there's few scarier men than Francis Ngannou. Like really and truly, I mm. I don't. You couldn't pay. I'd rather fight like Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua at the same time than fight Francis Ngannou. <laughs> that's yeah. That's no, he, I get what you're saying. I get what you're he's, saying. Petri- he's petrifying. Have you seen the video of him um, punching? You know um, the 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 power block uh, that Rogan has in his uh, in his gym. He's uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, so when Fr- Francis came to do his uh, interview, he was Rogan got him to do it, but he got him to punch it. And mm. Francis was punching it harder than anyone else ever had kicked it. That's and bad. I, Even Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan's got some insane... Oh, games. yeah. Joe, Joe wow. Rogan's roundhouse is like is, is mad, but Francis was punching it, like exceeding those numbers. I was like, holy shit. This man, this man, like, this man blows on you and you break a leg. That's the thing. I mean, like, he's got that... Obviously, it's a different sport, but he's got that Mike Tyson power where, like, he hits something and it breaks. So, mm-hmm. it's, it, the question is... You see, the, the thing is, people say, oh, it's a question of whether or not he connects. And it's like, well, he did connect in the first fight. Granted, it wasn't clean. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Stipe did take a few shots and still managed to get the better of him. So, I mean, you're hearing Francis say that, you know, he's, he's, he's doubled his skill set. He's worked on his striking, his grappling, and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's not exactly like Stipe has been sitting on his laurels either. You know, he's he's yeah, he's been working as well. So I don't I don't really see it being a close fight. I think either it's going to be a clean knockout for Ngannou mm. or Stipe is going to school him. I don't really see it being a war. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'd I'd yeah. love a war. I'd love a slugfest. I mean, everyone does. Yeah. Like as a fight fan, you always want to you want to see a slugfest, and but rarely do you get it. Like. Most of the time, big yeah. fight, big fights always disappoint because the hype is always bigger than the the event. Like they always come out with their game plan and they stick to it, which isn't always. Mm. Let's put on a show, like that's yeah, that's, that's not everyone's go to. But I see, I see. Um, I'd like Francis to win. Like I genuinely would, but you know, mm. it's you don't see it. I don't see it. Like I don't think it's it's plausible. But would you think of um? Dana White coming out and saying that Khabib is officially retired. Like, it's he's done. I think Dana White has had several negotiations with Khabib and offered him offered him everything he could possibly offer. And Khabib's standing his ground, which I, I respect. Mm. I mean, obviously, from you know, from the karate days, you and I we're we're strikers by nature. So I don't I don't necessarily uh have the appreciation that others have for Khabib's ground game. I mean, mm. I recognize that it, it requires skill, but it's not for me at least it's not necessarily entertaining to watch so him leaving and him retiring isn't a big thing for me like it is for other people Mm. granted you know he was a hell of a champion and i can't take that away from him um but it's like okay he's left now let's let's see what we've got and and to be fair i also think that could be you know he's 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 stuck to his guns which is why i respect him. he said that he was going to retire after he beat gaichi and no matter what no matter what dana did to be just like, no, nah, I'm staying retired, bro. Like, I don't want it anymore. So I think just let the man move on. Let him do his thing. Let yeah. him move on. Um, and get on with the division. What I'm not happy about, and this is just me as, as, a, as a fan, I guess, is that um, you've got Michael Chandler mm. and Charlie, Charles Oliveira going for the lightweight, now the vacant lightweight yeah. title, when I think Dustin Poirier should already be the champion. Like yeah. after, he beat, after he beat McGregor, I was thinking, no, nah, he deserves the belt. Because he's beating everybody. And granted, Chandler is looking really, really good, but it's literally his second fight and he's getting a title shot. It should have been an interim, in my opinion. It should have been an interim. What, between McGregor and Poirier? No, no, no. no. Uh, Well, looking back at it, that should have been the the title fight. But now the the Michael Chandler fight should be an interim fight, not the actual belt, in my opinion. But I guess they have... They can't have a vacant champion for that long. They have to eventually give it to at least someone that's barely. Mm. But it will it will change hands quite a few times now. It'll be like um, when fucking Ronda Rousey left and it, the belt just started switching hands all the time. Until, mm. until mm. Amanda Nunes came in and started like not not losing. 
Amanda Nunes or something else. I think the only I think they they fought before. I, like I said, I wasn't really following um, all of that stuff when it was going down because there was mm-hmm. there was other things going on. But um, I think Shevchenko and Nunes have fought twice, and I'm looking at Shevchenko and I'm thinking if there's one woman in like the UFC that could possibly stand against uh, Nunes, it would be Shevchenko. But nope, I'm pretty sure they fought twice already, haven't they? Yeah. And 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 She's- Nunes has beaten her. Amanda Nunes has beaten every single previous champion in the weight division. Every single one. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, bro. It's the thing that got me for Amanda Nunes. I was like, yeah, she's a she's she's quality, but it was when she beat Chris Cyborg, right? I thought it's not, not just not just that she beat Chris. Oh right? yeah, the way the she, way she beat Chris, she bro. destroyed. I was like, Chris Cyborg is unironically fighting like a man, yeah. right? And yeah. un- like, and that's a, that's more of a compliment than uh, than anything. But when mm. the way she was just going through people, it like you saw other girls that came into the ring with her. They just didn't want to be there. They would mm. like they ran. They had no one to fight. And Amanda Nunes comes in and starches her, and she puts yeah, her to sleep. Dirty. And I was like, all right, Amanda Nunes, maybe she got a lucky shot. And then I and it was like the next fight, and the next fight, and the next fight. And I was and like, she okay. just kept winning. And she, she just. <laughs> She just kept she just kept obliterating people. And then it was also she didn't even just win in the same way. She was submitting people. Mm. She was she was yeah she was doing whatever she wanted. She she didn't mm. care. And it was and when she came out after the the her last title defense, um, and she was like, Now I'm a mother, now I'm even hungrier. I was like, all right, it's done. Like, there's no point. <laughs> that that no one no one will want to fight her, let's be honest. Like no, I don't think there is. I think I genuinely think they should bring back Henry Cejudo and just have like a yeah. <laughs> a mixed gender belt. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just just do it, man. And the thing is, I don't even think Cejudo would win that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's the scary part. He's not as aggressive as Imagineer. That's something else. Yeah, but um, but yeah, man. Like, there's there's all sorts of just stuff. And to be fair, like you have to give credit where credit is due. Dana did a hell of a job keeping the UFC alive and running with the pandemic. So, oh, um, well done to him. Yeah, man, he did. He did. He did bits of that. But like, I was me personally, like, you know, I I, I respect McGregor's skills. I can't necessarily speak for his actions outside of the cage. Yeah. But, you know, in in the in the octagon, I thought he was, you know, top level. So to see that him then get beat by Dustin, granted, I would have said he won the first round quite clearly as well. Yeah, I thought so as well. Dustin stuck to his game plan mm. and he cl- he clocked McGregor and obviously put him to sleep. And I, I, I was shocked. And then I was thinking about how the division is going to play out because I, I, I'd assumed Khabib was going to retire. And I was thinking from like a purist standpoint, it would have to be Poirier versus Oliveira for the belt if Poirier wasn't naturally given the belt because I personally, I think he deserved it. But yeah. if they weren't going to give it to him, then you would do Poirier, Oliveira for the belt. And then you possibly had... Um, McGregor v Chandler or McGregor v Gaethje. I don't know. I've heard recently Gaethje's um he's having some sort of disagreements with the UFC. Um, so nothing new. There's always yeah, disagreements new, but yeah. But um, I think yeah, that's what you would have had to do because Gaethje was obviously the 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 most recent number one contender that went against Khabib. Um, he destroyed Ferguson, and then yeah. Oliveira destroyed Ferguson. So I don't think Ferguson is in the running anymore. Yeah. So yeah, you'd have Ch- you'd have Chandler, McGregor, uh, Gaethje. I'm, I can't think of any other big names. I mean, maybe you could put Ferguson in there, but yeah. I, me personally, I wouldn't. Um, and then it would just be a free for all. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm really surprised that it's Chandler and Oliveira for the for the belt because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's Chandler's second fight in the UFC. I mean, granted, he can fight. I'm not saying he can't. It's just yeah, you know what I mean. So. Uh, yeah. Look, when when Connor got got knocked out, it was one of those where it's like, oh shit, he might mm. not, he might he really might not be as good as we think anymore. And I think, yeah. and it and it's scary because that's that's like the face of the UFC essentially for yeah. how many years. And now, and I think Connor has a tough task mm. claiming that he's a main event anymore. This is what I'm thinking. Yes. Yes, this, he does, and that's sad to say, but it's true. It's it's going to be a problem for him as well because if if Dana's like, look, you've been main card like like in your last three fights, and you've lost two of them, it's like, yep. 
we can't have you as main event. We need a title. First of all, they don't want anything that's not a title fight if they can. But it's like, mm. if we're going to have a title fight, you have to be below it. And obviously, Connor always had the draw before, and he always will have the draw. But mm. Dana's going to have to be like, look, you're you're not main anymore. You're co-main now. You're, you have to yeah. be demoted. And I think that, that might be a wake-up call for him where he's like, but it's, yeah, it's but he needs it. I mean, because because the thing is, he's done after the cowboy fight. Granted, the cowboy fight was was an incredible performance. It only lasted forty seconds. Yeah, but it was an incredible performance. And and you know, he was saying that he wants his season. He wants to do do X, Y, and Z for twenty twenty. And when I remember, I remember seeing the cowboy fight, thinking, why didn't Nis McGregor show up to fight Khabib? Do you know what I mean? Like that mm. would have been a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the pandemic hit, and you know things got in the way. It's not necessarily his fault, but he comes back. January 2021, saying the exact same thing, giving off the exact same aura that he did shortly after the Cowboy fight, and then he gets his ass handed to him. And then I watched the 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 post fight interviews, not just with him, but also like his coaches talking on it. And even his coaches are saying Dustin Poirier just beat the best Conor McGregor I've ever seen, mm. and that's worrying to me because it's like, yo, you're his coach. Mm. He's the best you've ever seen him, and he can't beat Dustin Poirier. Not to put shade on Dustin Poirier, but I mean, like, he's the face of the UFC, bro. Like, he has to perform. You can't expect him to be the biggest draw and keep on losing. So, it's it's weird because obviously now they're doing the trilogy, and I I'm, I support both guys because Poirier has improved massively, clearly since their first fight. And I, me personally, I think he should be champion. So you've mm. got the you've got the uncrowned lightweight champion going up against like you said the biggest draw the face of the ufc if poirier wins that i'll be happy for him but mcgregor should be done by then like i don't really see what else he can do like yeah. he wants to stay in the lightweight division but if poirier beats him then he's literally gonna have to not necessarily start from the beginning but he's gonna have to climb his way back up to earn that belt do yeah. you know what i mean he's gonna need more than and, one fight one win to get a title shot yeah. again it's gonna be 100 percent I think he should go back down to featherweight, if I'm being honest. I, I think, don't think he can. I yeah, don't think he that, can. That, that's a different question as well. But because yeah. he his weight cut was extremely aggressive to get to, to 145. That's mm. that was you saw he looked like a stick, but because mm. he's he was essentially a what is he like uh walking around, he's probably like 160, maybe 165 normally. Like yeah, thereabouts probably if i was to guess so him coming yeah. in he had such a like height advantage and a power advantage that's that's kind of mm-hmm. kind of why i think he was started like starching everyone in that division it was like well yeah he, it's a, it's a, almost a 170 pounder fighting someone who's probably 160 that's a, mm. a lot of mass that's a big difference yeah it makes a difference and he's got really long arms as well and obviously mm. his, his timing and his striking is impeccable but when you're when you're just outweighing someone, you're always going to have that power advantage. And then mm. when he moved yeah. up, it's, I think him moving up so many divisions kind of fucked it. Like he's been in 170 a couple of times, 155, 145. He's just, he's just moving around. And he, I don't know if his body is just used to it. It's not settled enough. Whereas in 145, he was, he was there for a, a few years and his body was like used to that weight. Whereas mm. he's going up to 170, down to 155, and switching all the time, and it's like, hold on, mm. what are we? One, 155, 170, 160. Where, where do you want to be? And uh, I, don't, mm. I think he's just not used to it. Like, he's very. Yeah, it's very. It's very possible that his uh, his his body can't keep up, but I don't I don't necessarily think that that's what the issue is because right now, if he went back down to 145, I think Holloway would beat him. Um, so you've got you've got that issue but also when he's like let's say he's he sticks at 155 yes there's less weight to cut he still has to cut a bit of weight because i think he's heavier yeah. than 155 of course just yeah. walking around um but the power advantage that he has he doesn't have anymore and we've seen that because he beat poirier at 145 and poirier beat him at 155 mm. and that doesn't bode well for mcgregor if they fight again at 155 because mcgregor's never beaten poirier at that weight yeah. Um, and then we and then we look at his 170 performance. Granted, it was against you know Cerrone, but no disrespect to Cerrone, he's he's past his prime. I think yeah. if, the, if Diaz won was at uh, 170 as well. Exactly, and obviously he had the rematch against uh, Diaz at the same weight. But I don't know, man. If that fight went another round, I'm not entirely sure I'd give it to McGregor. Yeah. Um, and he's older now, and he's 
not necessarily the the drive isn't there as much because I think his drive he didn't vocalize it until he achieved it was double champ. He's yeah. done that now. Um, so I don't re- the the drive just isn't there. So if he's competing with the likes of Kamaru Usman and and even even Jorge Masvidal, it, I don't know the advantages that he had at featherweight are gonna just level the playing field now. It will yeah. genuinely come down to um, who's the better fighter on the night. And as we all know, like McGregor says he's been working on his gas tank. Maybe he has and just hasn't had an opportunity to, to display it. But yeah. I don't necessarily see him beating Usman. You know, I don't, I don't really... No, I don't think he beats anyone. In, almost anyone. Yeah. What's 170. He... At, least, at least not based off of what we've seen so far. Like, he's going to have to pull something out of the bag. Something extraordinary in the trilogy against Dustin Poirier for me to consider yeah. him, you know, being... Uh, uh, a championship contender or possibly going up to 170 and hanging with those guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think this is the last fight where I'm like, I'm like gas for a McGregor fight. I'm like, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm almost like I'm burnt out. I'm like, this guy just keeps losing. It's just, yeah, it's, it's not the way, and the, it's not even just that he's losing. It's the way he keeps losing and he keeps giving his back up. And it's really mm. annoying watching it all the time. It's like, why? You, this should be like fundamentals to you at this point. Like, you can't be giving your back away no matter what. It's like, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, he when he did that with Khabib, I was like, bro, that's like the first thing you're taught not to do. I I've I only did uh, like jujitsu and ground game fighting every now and then as part of the classes, the MMA classes at Brunel. So I don't even have a belt. But even I know, don't give your back, right? And then. So it's like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have done that. It was fatigue. It was a mistake. And it was like, it's the it's the mistake that cost you the fight, bro. And you know that everything was resting on that. And then obviously against uh, Dustin Poirier, it's like, yeah, I've never experienced a calf kick before. And it's like, bro, you've been training in MMA for God knows how many years. What do you mean you've never experienced a calf kick before? Mm. It like, should you not be training to defend kicks? And I'm pretty certain he's got like a, a black belt in Taekwondo or something along those lines. Mm. That's a martial art that specializes in only kicking so mm. you know True. what i mean like <laughs> but a, a, sh- a shin to a calf is it all something else oh that is yeah. debilitating and it's only been like it's weird because fighters haven't really been using it the lot like until like very recently like the last two three years it's really become like a staple where it's like okay mm. you need to be wary of calf kicks it's 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 just you need to check that shit because a cup it doesn't take a lot like you saw Dustin yeah. didn't hit him with with many. It was maybe five five calf kicks, and his leg was just swollen. Yeah, and he couldn't compromise. Yeah, and it it, it essentially was fighting off one leg, so he couldn't mm. move. He couldn't evade anything. He was just stuck in in the ground with one leg. So mm. he essentially got fucked. But look, I'm, I'm I want to see what happens in this third fight. Uh, if Connor wins yeah. again, he's piqued my interest once once more. But yeah, I'll, I'll go for that. I can say that. Yeah. yeah. After after that, it's like here. He also hasn't defended a belt. This is really frustrating with him. It's like that whole that McCormick- does that does annoy me. That really does annoy me. That he hasn't he hasn't defended a belt because the thing is he he's always had opportunities that push him to, as they would say you know trying to achieve greatness right. So literally after he got the double champ thing, he was pushed immediately into like the Mayweather side of things. Yeah. And that, that was, you know, I have to give him credit for stepping outside his comfort zone, but like, because you've done that, you haven't defended the featherweight or the lightweight belt. Mm. And now new champions have stepped in. And now that you've come back to the UFC, you can't even get up to the point where you can hold the belt again. Do you know what I mean? So (sighs) yes, he he was talking about that. He wants to fight Manny. That's not happening. He's not fighting Pacquiao anytime soon. Um, he needs to focus on um, becoming the champion again, if he can. I say, you know, physically, if he can. Yeah. Um, and then just just defending that belt, having a long reign. Sort of like almost, it's obviously a different different story in different set of circumstances, but look at um, Adesanya. Mm. My guy comes in, like obviously doing his kickboxing career, um, joins the UFC, and within two years, he's the middleweight champion, and he defends the belt three times that's more than you know that's three times more than McGregor ever did yeah and then he stepped up to fight uh Jan Blahovic and granted he didn't get the dub but you really think Izzy's done like Izzy's he's gonna either stay at um light heavyweight and go for a rematch which I don't think he should given yeah. his last performance or he'll go back down to to um the middleweights 
and uh, defend that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, is he is he is he has options on the table that are all within the realms of the UFC. And even though he lost that fight against Blahovic, I don't think anyone lost respect for him. Whereas no, definitely not. Whereas McGregor losing to Khabib, not only Khabib but also uh, Poirier, I think a lot of people lost respect for him. Yeah. You know? I think it was so, the, like after Poirier, that was the real one where it was like he lost to Khabib and everyone's like, okay, that's fine because Khabib's the GOAT. Like you're allowed to lose to the best fighter, but you could be second, right? You could be second mm. best. And then he lost to Poirier. It's like, okay, we're not settling <laughs> for third. Like this is not the Conor <laughs> McGregor people signed up for. Conor McGregor doesn't do third place, right? He barely mm. did second. So how the fuck are we dealing with this? And then if, yeah. he, if he loses the next one, He's he's officially he's, like he's done, he, he's he's done, done. In, in in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, you talked about Izzy. I think the problem with Izzy when he went up to that fight, he just got outweighed. He literally just got yeah. outweighed. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it was. A, I mean, the skill gap is there. I don't know how. I don't know Blahovic's uh, credentials. I don't know what he's trained in. Um, obviously, Izzy's got that kickboxing background, so I think you know he had the striking in terms of skill. He had the striking yeah. advantage. But Blahovic is obviously the bigger man. I think he might be slightly taller as well. So and he just put the pressure on Izzy and, and put him on his back foot and ultimately took him to the ground. And Izzy's only just recently hit his purple belt in, in jiu-jitsu. Mm. Um, and, and they say, you know, size doesn't matter when it comes to jiu-jitsu, but it, it, does, it does. Just not, yeah, just not as much as technique. Because if you've got, what's it, light heavyweight, it's 205? Yeah, 205. Um, yeah, you got a 205-pound man at least, and I think Blahovic was bigger than 205 on the oh. day, just, just lying on you, um, stopping you from doing anything. I mean, you know, that takes its toll, especially if you if you are, you know, probably hovering at around 190, 195. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that takes its toll, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, is he just he he got outweighed? That's the that's the way I, I saw when I watched the fight. It was like he he was throwing shit at him, and he it was like it was like hitting a brick wall. Like he it, it meant nothing. He didn't feel anything. Mm. He was just walking yeah. towards him, and and that's kind of where where Izzy everyone's like okay Izzy Izzy's the middleweight but when he goes up to light heavyweight he either needs to put on a lot more weight and start getting mm. used to that weight uh, or he comes back down to middleweight and he stays in that division like I don't yeah. see I don't see him coming back up to to light heavyweight anytime soon if if that's the case and even then yeah fucking John Jones is always there hovering in that lightweight Every he's like the ghost that the horns that division of the the light heavyweight. Yeah, and it's gotten to the point with John Jones. Like obviously he's had his multiple um, steroid um, scandals come yep. out and stuff like that. Um, but I'd still pay to watch him fight. Like oh yeah, I'd I'd, I'd still watch him. You know because they're talking about a super fight with Izzy and possibly obviously he's he wants that super fight with the winner of um, Cipe <coughs> and uh, and Garni. Hmm. Um, but I don't see Jones going anywhere anytime soon. In fact, I only see him doing more crazy stuff, hopefully in a positive way, as opposed to just more and more drugs and parties. Yeah. Um, but I think Jones has the potential to be a double champ, the same way Cormier was. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, I, I think Izzy has that potential, just not right now. I think he's still a bit too too green in the UFC, not, mm. not well-rounded enough. I mean, striking-wise, he's one of the best, hands down. Um, but clearly that's not enough especially if you're changing weight classes yeah so yeah i think izzy has that potential as well but um the ufc's got a bright future man it's 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 looking it's looking solid yeah the ufc's always <clears throat> always looked great i mean yeah it's, it, having dana white in charge is like a blessing and a curse like he he makes yeah. he makes sure shit keeps going and he doesn't care and that's why the ufc's done so well I don't think it would mm. be half as good if Dana wasn't running the thing. And it's kind of... Yeah, me either. It's worrying for like later when who's going to take over Dana's position where he's obviously... He can't keep going forever. That's that's just a, a fact. So someone's going to have mm. to take over. And I don't know if they're going to have the same uh, presence that Dana White has uh, in terms of the fighters and the relationship he has with them. So... Give it to McGregor. <laughs> a few years back, he said he wanted. He said he wanted a piece of the pie. Yeah. Give <laughs> it to McGregor. See what happens. I th- <laughs> I, I, the company. I think. <laughs> I, I really honestly did. think that Connor probably does have a share in the UFC. I think he does. Mm. Um, maybe he obviously not a majority share, but he might own five percent, if that. He bought. Yeah. It. 
Maybe. I, I reckon he's probably done that. I mean, um, him and Dana have had multiple negotiations, so it's definitely possible, but he's not helping his case by losing all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> he's got to step it up if he wants more, a bigger yeah. slice of the pie. Yeah. But, um, go on, go on. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the announcement that uh, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua is officially signed and is happening sometime soon? The announcement itself or the, the potential of the fight? The, the fight is signed by both pe- parties, which means that they are, they are scheduled to fight. Now it's about finding a date. And I think, and that makes sense because they're not going to book Wembley Arena now for it to be closed off and no fans can come in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll wait. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fine. What do I think? I think about bloody time for one. Um, it's it's you know they call it the Battle of the Brits and stuff like that. Because me a few years back, I was always looking forward to because obviously Tyson Fury wasn't in the picture. He was he was still. I don't necessarily think he was in rehab, but he wasn't doing well mentally, so he wasn't necessarily yeah. in the game. Mm. So a few years back, it was all about Deontay Wilder and AJ. You know, mm. they were both undefeated. They both hit like a truck. You know, one's from the one's from uh, Britain and one is from the States. That was the fight. And then uh, AJ lost to Ruiz. And I was like, well, that fight's broken now because he's got a loss on his record. But then Tyson Fury came back and, and uh, handed Deontay Wilder his ass, like twice, in my opinion. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, fine. And obviously since since they fought, was it February? I think it was February 2020. Yep. Um, um, and basically Wilder's corner threw in the towel. Wild is nowhere to be found, you know? So um, the AJ Wilder fight could still happen in my books, but Tyson Fury has shown a tremendous uh, ability to bounce back and perform better than the majority of heavyweight boxers out there. And AJ's also redeemed himself. Obviously he beat Ruiz and he went on to fight a couple more times and he's performing really, really well. Now, as for the matchup, at best... It's 50-50, but I'm inclined to go more towards Tyson Fury purely for the footwork and the defensive ability. Yeah. I think I think Tyson yeah. Fury, Tyson has more options in a, in his locker as to how he mm. wants to fight with AJ. AJ is like <laughs> AJ is what you'd call a bog standard boxer, right? He's very mm. forward, traditional, does nothing special. He does the fundamentals extremely well. And yeah. it gets him the job done. He is he is the the Ford focus of boxers, right? He mm. he he just does it, right? Whereas Tyson yeah. Fury can can he, we just saw with uh, with Wilder as soon as he saw, I think he rem- uh, he realized he was like in the twelfth round of the first fight, he came forward after he got after he got slapped yeah. slightly, and then yeah. he came forward and he was like, oh shit, Deontay can't fight back foot. And he was like, mm. oh, I've got your, I've got your number, bitch. I know how yeah. you can fight. And it yeah. wasn't long enough for Deontay to realize the same thing, right? So Fury worked on it the right way, obviously going to Kronk Gym. The style that they, that they fight is very aggressive, like on the front foot, pushing you back. And Deontay wasn't ready for that at all. Mm. He, he was... Uh, ready for the same thing he saw in fight one which was fury moving bobbing, dancing dancer, around, yeah. dancing around uh yeah. movement just throwing jabs like slapping jabs out he wasn't ready for fury coming in hard fist jab bang bang trying mm-hmm. to trying to crack him and yeah deontay's lack of experience because he started boxing at 18 just showed he was like you can't yeah, he doesn't know how to handle it yeah. yeah you can't generate power off your back foot like it, you can't swing that hard. Like what you're gonna be off balance if that happens. You might mm. get lucky, right? But you know yourself. If you're moving backwards and you're trying to trying to generate power, you can't get your whole shoulder behind it. And no, it's very it's very very difficult. But this this is um, there's a difference between fighting off the back foot and counter punching. Yeah. And and AJ has and especially in his last fight against um, Pulev. He showed a perfect pull counter in the third round. Very, very Mayweather style. Um, literally dropped the front hand, leaned back, let the jab miss, and then cracking with the right, put all your weight into it. So using the Pula fight as, as, a, as a reference point, AJ has recently shown the ability to adapt mid-fight and implement new skills. And yes, you're, I would 100% agree with you. He's, he's the typical you know um, front foot forward type of boxer. Um, 
And if he does have skills that, you know, would be considered abnormal for him, like, you know, being able to dance away or hands down and using the flicker jab and stuff like that, um, he certainly hasn't put them on display for us to see. Yeah. Would he do that against Fury? I don't think so. And if he does have those skills, I'm fairly certain Fury does it better. Yeah. Um, and Fury has, like we said, has the ability to both go forward and, and be on the front foot and very, very aggressive as well as be on the back foot, dance around very like Muhammad Ali style and just keep you on the outside. Plus he's the bigger man, both in terms of weight and, and um, height. At, at least I think he's got the advantage in weight. Yeah, yeah. Joshua might have put more weight on, I don't know. But um, but um, yeah, I think at best it's 50-50 because Joshua does have that knockout power. I think naturally he has more power than Fury. Mm. Uh, that's not to say Fury hits, hits weak because he doesn't, he's a heavyweight. But yeah. um, I, th I think Josh hits harder. But um, I'm leaning more towards Fury because if push comes to shove, Fury will just dance around him. Um, and that isn't to say Josh can't catch him. I just think it would be difficult for him yeah. to do so. So it'll be a good fight, I reckon. I don't think it will be a, a, a one-sided beatdown because I think there will be moments where Josh does catch Fury and, mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's concerning. So it really will come down to who's sharper and, and more switched on on the night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, my thing is like, does AJ hit harder than uh, Deontay for pelt? And my and I don't think he does, right? I don't I don't think he does either. But I saw a video the other day of Mike Tyson saying that he does. Um, he says that he says that Josh hits harder than Wilder, which I find difficult to believe. But Wilder hits faster, and I was like, hmm, not entirely sure that's a hundred percent true. But let's say that is for just for the sake of argument. Wilder hits hard enough to drop Fury, and you and Mike Tyson is saying that Wilder hits faster, and Wilder barely hit Fury. He hit him, he dropped him twice, obviously once in the ninth, once in the twelfth. But Fury dodged a solid, you know, 80-90% of the punches. Um, and I'm thinking of it, I'm I'm thinking of how each fighter fights, and I can see what Mike Tyson is saying by giving Wilder the speed advantage over Josh. So if Wilder can barely touch him you know it stands to reason that josh is going to struggle a lot unless of course he works on speed like crazy and shows something new like a rocky movie or something and just uh and just and just surprise us imagine if josh comes out southpaw do you know what i mean wow. just like yeah just throws everybody off so yeah. it'll be it'll be know, man. it'll be i'd love that to happen he comes out southpaw and he's on his toes the whole fight hands down yeah right hands down mate. like what is going on here what is good and then you see fury like traditional ready to to ko him it'll be it'll be backwards but mm. i think it'd be a good fight simply because both of them have like been known to get get hit get down and then get back up again so mm. even if i think there'll be a couple knockdowns either way uh on this on mm. in this fight i don't think i think it goes the distance if i'm being honest i think it goes to the decision uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't see either person getting slept but it's it's fighting, you know. You never know what happens when you when you put two people in a ring. Mm. Yeah, it can it can literally go either way. I think yeah, I think it if it is going to be a stoppage, it'd be a late stoppage. Um, and when I say stoppage, it that doesn't necessarily mean a knockout because obviously you had the yeah. the ref stop the fight with AJ and, and Ruiz the first time around. Mm. Um, so I think something like that could happen. Um, if it does go to decision, which I do see it doing, I can see it being either unanimous in Fury's favor or a split decision. But once again, in Fury's favor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good fight, but I don't think it will happen for a while. I reckon around summertime. Um, I think later. Okay. I've always said I think later. I think it comes. The fight will happen around October, November, if not early next year. So around this time next year. Has uh, has Fury still got to do the trilogy with uh, with Wilder before then? No, well he he did, but Wilder didn't take up the offer within the time frame, so uh, he he that didn't want full man. He's, he's pissing me off. He 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 didn't. Um, he, there was an option. Obviously, there it was a three fight deal, and but yeah, there's, there's an expiry date as to how long he has to uh, accept it. And obviously, if you're like a proper fire be like the next day you're like okay I'll, we'll, we'll have it taken that third fight but i think mm. i think fury uh just no i think um wilder just didn't want it he just 
he clearly doesn't. And then as soon as the date uh, came up and it was like, like it expired and Fury essentially could fight whoever he wanted after that. Obviously, if he doesn't have to have any um, people that he's forced to by WBC, um, mm. that's why the deal could get done. Um, so it couldn't be done earlier simply because of that. But Fury started piping up after that straight away. Uh, not Fury. Uh, Wilder started piping up after the date expired and saying, oh, he wants the third fight. is like this, that, and the other. And I was like, hold on a minute. You had the option of doing that. You could have taken it. This could have been done and dusted in between that point. But you clearly just didn't want the fight. And now you're coming out and starting talking all sorts of nonsense about why, why he lost the, the second fight. So... I don't, I think, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, just connection issues. Um, so, yeah, I was saying, obviously, um, Deontay Wilder has just been mouthing off, essentially, making up excuses why he lost the second fight, uh, all kinds of nonsense. Um, so, I don't know what's what's the story with him, but I think he, I think he's essentially done in the sport of boxing now. Like, I think, mm. I think he's had his time in the sun, essentially. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see him um, stepping out to to do like proper big fights anymore. I mean, I know he still wants to, and I know he still wants to do certain things here and there. But like, you ducked Fury. I mean, you ducked the third fight. Um, the dates expired. Now you're popping up, and meanwhile you got someone like AJ who, who took a loss the same way you did, and instead of bitching and moaning about it, he 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 steps up and has more to do, more to give to the sport. So. Yeah, I think, like you said, you know, his time in the sun is done. So, yeah. but we'll see, because this is for the unified belt, isn't it? you got Fury yeah. uh, and AJ bringing all their belts to the table, winner takes all. Um, yeah, so sorry about that. It's just connection issues. But yeah, last you said. Uh... Yeah, um, yeah, so we were talking about putting the belts on the table. Um, once again, God, I apologise for my, my connection issues. But um, with AJ and, and Fury bringing their belt to the table, I would imagine that regardless of the outcome, they're going to have to do a, uh, a rematch. Yeah. And then obviously if the other, if the other person wins, then you've got the trilogy, which, which makes for a decent, decent event. But in that time frame, I think it's entirely possible that you'll get, you know, strong contenders, possibly like Ruiz, maybe you and Wilder will make a comeback. I don't see Wilder coming back, but like it's a long period of time for, for people to make an appearance, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't see Ruiz either coming through. I think Ruiz he's just have same. you seen his, his his recent um body transformation? He's lost a lot. I don't I don't I did see I think I did see Andy Ruiz's like um body transformation recently, but I I still don't see him as a heavyweight contender if I'm being honest. Fair enough. If it was just a fluke against AJ, then you think? Yeah, yeah. I think there was a it, it was just a fluke. Fighter's chance came through uh, once again. But he does have fast hands. And I, I thought maybe in the second fight with AJ, he could have been, you know, he could have done it again and proven everyone, everyone wrong. But the way he came in, the weight he came in at as well, it was... Yeah, too much. <laughs> it, too was, much. it was too much. And AJ literally just went, okay, I'm just going to ping jabs off your head this whole fight. And that's it. Mm. It was it wasn't a fun watch if we're being honest. It wasn't a great fight, um, yeah, but no. it was one of those get the job done fights because Ruiz wasn't the bigger picture. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. AJ uh, boxed very very smart that time, making sure yeah. that he could he could get his belts back. Yeah, and then yeah, afterwards just went a bit mad with it all. Mm. But yeah, man, it's um we we've got the AJ Fury fight happening and then we've also got bloody Mayweather and Logan Paul what do you think about that oh uh, that's i am kind of i'm kind of a little bit sick of the um the celebrity fights now like the the exhibition fights essentially like mm. i i think it's done and done like it all started with McGregor Mayweather and it's yeah. gone, it's gone way too far and now it's just like, okay, now everyone wants to get in a boxing ring with each other. It's like, oh, this is, it's getting dry now. Like, uh, I'm, I'm bored of it. Like, um, with Eddie Hall and Half Thor, they're boxing each other as well. It's like, it's yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's the go-to answer to a dispute now. But when it comes to the actual fight of Mayweather, Logan Paul, I, sh- I still think Floyd wins. I don't think anything happens. Like, Logan's obviously a lot bigger, but like, 
Floyd is just going to keep moving. Like he's just going to sit in that, that in his stance and just keep dodging the whole fight, counter punch, dodge, counter punch, mm-hmm. move. And it, yeah. it, it won't be much more than that, in my opinion. Like it's it's difficult to to even try claim that Logan Paul is going to beat Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> even even with a fighter's chance. Even with a fighter's a chance, punch. there's always a lucky punch. But let's be honest, if we're if we're betting the house on it, it's not going. Oh, yeah, and Mayweather. Yeah, all day every day. That's that's essentially how I see it going. It, even with that, there's no set date anymore for that. Got, who knows what's even happening? It's it's fine. Mm. It's going to happen, but. You know, hopefully it's uh it's gonna happen sooner rather than later because people's patience is wearing thin for it essentially. Can you imagine if Logan pulls off the upset? Like oh it will can you imagine bro that would uh, ruin boxing? It would it would it would put it put a slap in the face to every boxing like tr- the traditional boxing fan. Be like, oh, yep. this, this is your guy. They they bring up the oh, he weighed way more than him argument when it's like, okay, they're gonna find an excuse for it. it's like, oh yeah, he weighs like twenty pounds more than him, if not more. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, he took took the fight knowing full well, you know, it's not like it mm. was it was Logan didn't surprisingly turn up twenty pounds heavier. It was like, okay, we knew this guy's like six foot one, six foot two, fucking. Like probably weighs in at like one one eighty five, like on a good day, like on a lean day. Like mm. Floyd's down there at what at the one fifties. This is yeah, that's yeah, no, that's like the the weight advantage obviously clearly goes to Logan. It's just whether or not he knows how to use it to his to his advantage. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think he knows how to use it. Um... But if he pulls, if he pulls off the upset, man, I think all the all the boxers would riot, man. People would lose their shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like it'd be funny. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do. I, I want it to happen just for the sake of like it'll be funny. But fucking, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Uh, not yeah, gonna put money yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right, man. Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure speaking to you as always. Yeah, man. No problem. I appreciate it. I do apologize for the uh, the connection issues and the breaks in content. But yeah, no, it was good, man. It's good just have a little catch up, just have a chat and stuff. And yeah, yeah, man. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Yeah, I hope uh, if anyone needs any assistance in their fitness goals, make sure you obviously check out Andrew's Instagram. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely. I'm an advocate for it. I'm not gonna. Uh, promote someone who don't who i don't agree with and obviously i believe in what you're doing so i hope that yeah, man. they keep scrolling. i appreciate it no problem man thanks for coming on thanks a lot bro